Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Riverdale is back with a vengeance. It wasn't anywhere last week. It was just, it seemed like it was on some sort of um, plot hiatus for a couple of weeks there. I will give it that. Yeah, it took a little break. And now, so much happened that I feel like my brain's going to explode. I don't know if that has something to do with the super bloom that's happening or my allergies that are making my face explode into a million different pieces, but I think it more has to do with Riverdale. It might have to do with Riverdale. It might also have to do with the fact that the camera is in a different place in Jackie's studio, so now it looks like I'm spying on Jackie from the corner of the room. <laughs> I love it. The camera <laughs> that's, angle. That's my point of view. The camera angle that Molly is watching me from does makes me think you're the main character in you. Like, I feel like every time I look up at how you're looking at me, it does. You're just like, no, don't worry. Oh, is she recording early in the morning? I just want to see if I can understand understand what she smells like it kind of looks like rather than when you skype with someone and you're kind of in the center of their computer looking at them it looks like i'm hiding behind your computer (laughs) trying to have you not see me do um does it make you feel more sensual uh i don't know if sensual is the word i would Mm. use but but it does make me feel a little sneaky which um you you know gina gershon style yeah, you know, I think it's a good feeling to have going into uh, an episode about so much, you know, uh, uh, s- deception and, and sneaking and, th- you know, chickens coming home to roost. We kick it off with, man, the G&G Jones game of a life. It was um, it was a lot. It was a lot. Is that what all G&G games are? This is not a good game, and people probably, I mean, I know that people shouldn't be playing it, but to actually watch the idea of G&G be played out is very funny, because all of it, it, it's just truth or dare. Yeah, right. Except with cards. It's a board game that turns into, like, uh, murder, basically. Every time. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) So that's, I I guess my main question is what happens when it doesn't involve murder? Right, is it because just people are playing this every dare? night. Yeah, I mean... And all the time. They're always playing it. I should... We should ref, uh, defer to, like, 
So this is a say I have a, a a somewhat similar question about the real game Dungeons and Dragons, which I know doesn't devolve into murder every time. But I don't think it does. I don't think it does either. But I know that it is a combination. When when my husband has tried to convince me to love Dungeons and Dragons, he does it by arguing that it's a kind of a combination of a board game with like improv and like write creative yes. writing and acting, and that like. Uh, and, you know, he he one time facilitated a kid's party playing Dungeons and Dragons, and it did involve a lot of, like, getting up and, like, playing things. And so... Well, because it is whatever you want it to be. Like, you do just right. make up wh- how it goes. Right. And obviously, there's been a lot of LARPing going on in the Riverdale universe as well, uh, like the live-action role-playing. Like, G&G is mostly a LARPing... It seems like it starts off as a board game and immediately turns into a live-action role-play uh and and the stakes just keep getting higher and so in this episode we find Jughead dysfunctional family in their sweet Betty Cooper house Jughead and his two parents having to sit down with uh Kurtz and play this very high stakes game of G&G to get back Jellybean who Jelly has been Bean, taken the princess by the gargoyle has been king taken. she's been taken and and they keep trying to scare us with that image of the Gargoyle King. They tried it last episode. You and I were very underwhelmed. And yes. um, and that was basically kind of like, that was the entire thrust for the, the, the Jones plotline of this episode. Yes, which was the, the, the things that they had to do in their G&G game was <laughs> essentially Gladys Jones had to out herself as the queen of Fizzle Rocks. They had to rob... Pops, <laughs> and then immediately be like, "Don't pop! Point. Don't shoot! It's us!" I, why would you go in to rob your neighborhood diner with your serpent's jackets on? Why would you do that? And then, even if FP gets shot, Jughead, I think the number one. I, if there's one thing I know about robbing pops is that the number one rule should be no matter what never take your mask off jughead no i love it they both just immediately took their masks off and pop was like oh okay (laughs) it's us pop and my favorite to jump to the very end when uh we find out retroactively that no charges are being pressed because it was determined that uh, that uh, F.P. Jones was acting under duress, which I love the way the law works in Riverdale. I just love it. It really works like a naive child thinks it should, which is to just I, say, well, they didn't want to rob Pop, so <laughs> they shouldn't be charged. They shouldn't be charged. But then also Pop, I'm sure, is like, who? Because then he doesn't get charged for just. I mean, I mean, he has all right. I guess depending on what state Riverdale's in, uh, to, for him to shoot FP when he comes in to. I guess it was at gunpoint. Why did they have to do it at gunpoint? Why did they have to involve violence in this? They didn't need to take it to that level. Also, is Pop's cashier really gonna have the kind of money Kurtz needs? No, to to, to quiet. To give him quiet, move away money? No. There's no way Pops has that kind of money. Like, rob a bank or something. Don't rob the fucking streetcar diner. They had to (laughs) rob the tavern of the town. (laughs) This episode really got me. I loved it. I loved every second of it. It is exactly what I love Riverdale for was, was this episode. Because then the third challenge 
was, oh wait, no, we forgot about the fight between, also, can we just, I'm sorry, I have a lot to say, and I'm trying to get it all in this episode, they have to start murdering people, and I hate, I know that's not something I would usually say, in any respect, but Penny Peabody, who came back, she just took out her eye, which, I, <laughs> kill her, Gina Kershawn, you had her in your grasp. You should have just killed her. Because now this woman has been skinned, has had her <laughs> eye ripped out, as well as stabbed in either the thigh or the knee. At this point, kill this woman. She's going to keep coming back. Do you not realize this? She really hates you. Well, and I have to give you massive props because in this episode... At least two of longtime predictions that you have been making here on Riverdale Roundup came true. Jackie was right. You thank predicted you. that Penny Peabody was not dead. Yes, thank and, you. Uh, uh, and why am I blanking on the other Evelyn extremely Ever correct never predict- Because yes, I lost my fucking <laughs> mind. You. I was like, I'm number one. I am the best. I had to like <laughs> pause the show because I want. I did like a congratulations me dance about even though yes. it does not matter. It, this is only because of, <laughs> it's only for my brain that I was so proud of myself. You were extremely correct that yes. Evelyn Evernever is not his daughter, yes. but his wife. He's been calling She's 26. I'm And she's great. been repeating the junior year, which I feel like I've seen a Law & Order SVU episode about this, Ooh. about a woman who's like 28 and who goes keeps going to high school and I can't put I think it was a Law and Order SVU episode but she's 26 and she is indeed Chad Michael Murray's wife and um she is just some old bitch in high school uh as you predicted recruiting the teens whilst her husband recruits the parents but so now we know too which this even, ah, it's great for me. This plot line is really good for me because you know how much I love my polygamy shows. So please, <laughs> that's great. Now Riverdale technically is another one of my polygamy shows. Yep, we have a sister wife situation because there's a, a moment where Betty says, Mom, did you know that Edgar's already married to Evelyn? And Alice is all, you don't think I knew that, Betty? There are no secrets at the farm, Betty. Join us. Join us. I <laughs> loved every second of this ridiculous episode. Well, so, no, we find out that for real, which also I do love because we were talking about this last week. It's like, wait, does that mean that Alice Cooper is engaged to Edgar Everdever? I feel like they never actually said it. She never answered Betty's question. Yeah, Betty said, are you engaged? And she was like, there's a lot that you don't know or something. Right, and then, so she never she never answered the question. So jumped right into trying to adopt Juniper and Dagwood, which also didn't make sense because they are not Alice Cooper's children. Yeah. They're Polly's children. I didn't get that either because, yeah, Polly is, is their parent, their biological parent, and so... And she's still raising them, so I don't understand why there would be any sort of contest for what parental rights, how parental rights could go to 
fucking Edgar Evernever. Unless he's marrying both of them. Ah. Uh, the only thing I can think is that maybe he's marrying all of the women that come into the church. But like. Uh-huh. I, I think, but isn't that like, aren't like nuns married to God or some shit, right? I think so. So yeah. it's like, isn't that. I, is that exactly like is that what he's trying to do then because it's like at the end of the day like you can't take I mean I guess he does take care of all of them but do you want to have that many spouses to be in charge of well I'll tell you this since Betty has his best friend who's a social worker who pops up every four episodes love it Miss Weiss never in between Miss <laughs> Weiss who is just like whenever they have like a question about the law and family law they're like oh let's call our social worker uh, and so Miss Weiss is really she's great she's got a good head on her shoulders and she comes in and she's like yeah Betty you're right Evelyn is definitely 26 uh, but meanwhile if she's a social worker she should be able to be like oh these children are being raised in like a fire cult um, yeah. by somebody who's not their father who has no um, legal claim to them. That social worker, I'm sorry, Mrs. Weiss, you got to get on it because there yeah. are a lot of violations happening at the farm. Um. Also, the fact that Betty Cooper is underage, essentially homeless because her <laughs> father is in jail and her mother lives at the cult now. She And they got rid of the home. Where is Betty living yeah like i guess she she's, is homeless she's homeless she's going back and forth between uh, veronica's and Jughead's. Jughead's. yeah yeah you're right mrs weiss should be like you know what betty let's talk about you for a second <laughs> and the fact that you're homeless <laughs> and do you need help because i'm a social worker and i'm a home. mandated reporter <laughs> and i should probably do something about the fact that you're a child who has no parents right now <laughs> and no home but instead i'll just keep helping you in and out when you need my detective work. of these random these random children and or adults that are problematic in Riverdale also not to mention that like before when I said that they should have killed Penny Peabody where is fuckhead Ricky which is what I'd like to continue referring to him as because I know that he is a child but he's a he he's got adult intentions inside of a child's body and fuckhead Ricky is was nowhere to be seen with Jellybean and he's still spurking around doing his fuckhead business and I don't trust him I don't like it. Well, to go back, I hate to pile on Miss Weiss, but to go back to Miss <laughs> Weiss not being a very good social but, worker. Th- but that ties she, in. That completely ties that in. Is the last time we, we saw Miss Weiss was her being like, oh, yeah, Ricky, he used to be at this one shelter and then he ran away. Uh, yeah, he's, anyway. uh, he's another abandoned <laughs> child in Riverdale. Eh. Oh, uh, mm. call me when you need me. So <laughs> definitely, Ricky is just like a a, a kind of Dickensian um, menace with no home and no guardians. Who is who? Who I think is under the guard, the, the you know the guardianship of the gargoyle. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, Ricky was the instru- Ricky was the guy who kidnapped Jellybean. But then by the time Jughead, uh, you know, completes all the tasks of G and G and goes home to find Jellybean safe and sound, thank goodness, she's like, "Oh, Ricky just left." And I want to know. I don't think Jellybean's in on it, but like Jellybean wasn't scared. Jellybean didn't seem to know that anything had gone on. So like, I need to know more about what happened to Jellybean. I think again that Jellybean is being completely 
I don't think undermined is the correct word, but I think that she's not being paid attention to. Jelly Bean is evil. She has to be evil. We all know she's evil, right? Because that's her whole thing. She's like, I'm finally getting into daddy's good graces or whatever the fuck she said. She's evil. And another one. Now there's there's fuckhead Ricky and another child, Jelly Bean. These two children I am actually scared of. Yeah, I hear you, but Jellybean wouldn't. Jellybean doesn't have any unless there's a big secret they're gonna tell us. Jellybean doesn't have any like biological evil in her. She's got like biological sass from Gladys, yes. you know. But I fear that that whole now I'm getting into Daddy's head thing might have been one of those uh, famous Riverdale, uh, you know, drop and dumps where they just put it there and then they never follow up on it. Right. But there's got to be a reason of why, like you were saying, she wasn't scared. And the fact that, like, Ricky just, like, went away. I feel like that the this was something that they may have done willingly. Because yeah. also, which we didn't even get to yet, is it the fact that Kurtz fucking kills himself? Or was he killed while Jughead was in the fucking fridge? I assumed that the Gargoyle King killed him. Right, but then who is, the gargoyle killing has to be a person. Someone that is obviously, like, sympathetic to the Joneses because overall, even though FP got shot, Gladys Jones got out of Riverdale, and then Jughead was ended up being safe and sound, and so was Shelly Bean. So someone that is sympathetic towards the family, right? I mean, like, in other words, Kurtz was killed to protect the Joneses? Something, yeah, right. I guess. Why would he kill himself in that situation? You know, this is really one of those Riverdale things where I'm not convinced that there is a reason. (laughs) I mean, there There might because Kurtz has become Kurtz has become this like central character in the last like four or five episodes, and so it would be a total cop out to just be like, "Whoops, now he's dead." But, um, I, I mean. Right, so Kurtz locks Jughead in a refrigerator with a knife. Somehow Jughead bangs his way out, Very even though easily. by the laws of physics, <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, and then he comes out, and Kurtz is dead, and the Gargoyle King is there, right? Yes. Yes. So I think the Gargoyle King killed Kurtz. Maybe Jelly Bean is like, maybe this is going to be one of those things like she's like 11, where she's like divine, you know, or special Ooh. or something. Where the, and then the Gargoyle King needed Jelly Bean and needs to save her and keep her alive. Ooh. So they let, so he let Jughead live, you know. I like where your head is at because it could definitely be something like that, that like Jelly Bean is being referred to as the princess. And I feel like. So it's like, you know, we've got the red paladin and then we out and now she's being referred to. And I know that that's also just a part of G&G and like the terminology inside of G&G. But what if it's not? What if she is a central character to overall taking down the Gargoyle King? You're right. Yeah, I, f- I feel like she might be somebody important. She obviously is somebody important to the Gargoyle King. That's why they kidnapped her. But maybe she is so important that they needed to just sacrifice Kurtz to save jelly bean and i guess i don't know why jughead got to survive interesting because they can't kill my jug don't you can't yes, fucking start game why. of thrones in me riverdale if you do ooh, <laughs> ooh, i would be so absurd um we haven't even <laughs> gotten into 
the, the thousand other things that happened to this episode. Number one, let's, uh, I mean, we just even pop through them. Josie is now, her dad comes back into town and who is a traveling musician and he's in town on tour. Being on the road is hard, but she wants to get the fuck out of Riverdale, which is shown by the fact that the Joneses just came in to rob their neighborhood diner while they're having this conversation. And, and Josie's like, oh, oh my God, I've been robbed at gunpoint again. See, like, I've I got to get, get out of here. I think that's what the quote is. Now do you see why I need to get the hell out of this town? Which, <laughs> and, really... uh, and to continue with our theme of child neglect and abandonment, um, Josie didn't get into Juilliard. And so now she's just dr- straight up dropping out she's of school. She's dropping out of school, will not finish high school to go on the road with her father because her father saw her sing one song and was like, you know what? Yeah, in the morning, you're going to come on the road with me, which is <laughs> very b- bad parenting. Bad parenting all around. Yeah, I mean, listen, Josie is a great singer. And I'm glad that her dad showed up to watch her. Although he did it in an extremely manipulative way where he didn't show up and then she was so sad and then she still performed and then afterwards he was like yeah I purposely made you think I didn't show up so that you would so I could see whether you had it in you to what keep a performing no matter what garbage. emotional pain you're feeling yeah what That's a dick terrible. Why, did, why the one time she asked you to come sing would you do that psychological torture then can't you just like wait until like the fourth time or something like that you know yeah especially because he's a completely absent daddy and he's like never in her life ever so it's not like he's like there's like a lack of of like psychological torture already going on yeah so now so they got Josie out of the picture which is great because you know what I really can't watch Josie and Archie anymore I I hate it it's so forced it's not they're not they shouldn't be together they, op- they look like they don't like each other. Yeah, I don't think they like each other. And I'm glad, like, I think we talked about last week, like, it'll be, like, a nice, it's not going to be, like, a bad breakup. It's just like, oh, sorry, Archie, I got to get the fuck out of town. And Archie's like, oh, great. And then they have, like, a chemistry-free kiss together, and then it's over. No, not even a second of chemistry. Yeah. I hate watching the two of them kiss. And you know I love watching kissing. Yeah. And I can't handle it. Yeah. And they're both beautiful people. Oh, But yes. it just doesn't work together no not at all so obviously we got Josie out of there because she just signed to be the um the lead in Katie Keene which is another Riverdale spinoff and um I imagine she will be back if that goes south so I guess the pussycats are just gone does that mean that the only music it's like does that mean that the only singers now at Le Bon Nui will be Veronica? Veronica and Dark Betty. Oh, yeah, yeah, And sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes Cheryl, sometimes Cheryl and T.T. sing. Sometimes, sometimes, which <laughs> that's part of the plot line of the farm, guys, is that, oh, God, again, they got us again. So it's like Cheryl had joined the farm undercover for Betty, and then she got turned. And then mm-hmm. T.T. did it, and then bitch got turned come on Tony come on Tony and not only did Tony get turned but she turned on Betty she snuck Betty in to try because Penelope Blossom manages to basically kidnap oh god we didn't even get to talk about that after Betty Betty needs to stop asking for help honestly Betty goes to Penelope and she's like 
auntie help with the twins the, this cult leader is going to steal them and Penelope who's of course never been a trustworthy person ever for five seconds is like I'll help I love that she looks like a mean cat when she's being talked to just like oh go ahead and tell me your plans and I will do with them what I wish and it's like of course she's she's beautifully evil she is, and she is magic because she manages to immediately recover one of the twins. But who does she take? But the boy twin, and then without comment from Betty, she renames him Jason Jr. Yeah, and just walks away with him. Yeah, and Betty's just like, oh. Betty's like, it's at first, Betty's like, oh, they're twins. You can't separate them. And then Penelope's like, anyway, me and Jason Jr. will be going. And so Penelope leaves with Jason Jr., a.k.a. Dagwood. And the girl twin is still left in the hands of uh, of the Evernevers. And so Tony helps in still telling Betty she's, you know, undercover, lets Betty sneak in, try to steal the baby. And then on the way out, they're about to get caught. So uh, Tony's like, follow me. And then she takes her downstairs into like a candle room. The furnace room. Yeah. The furnace room. And, uh, and Tony is like, sorry, Betty. I've never had a family before. I've always, even though we, she does have a family. We met her indigenous grandfather. (laughs) Uh, who is like the founder of the town, the kind of, of but the she's town. like, <laughs> she's like, I've never had a family before. The serpents, the, the pretty ponies, what are they called? The pretty poisons, but I like pretty, pretty ponies too. <laughs> and so Tony, it turns out, has been vulnerable to the power of the farm and is now also turned now they're all turned basically everybody in betty's life except for archie who's everybody. busy dealing with his own oh yeah we have we charge. gotta get into that whole fucking thing because you notice that we can talk this much about the other plot lines of this and the dumb fuck archie plot line i'm sorry i'm cursing a lot today but i have a lot of feelings when it comes to this episode because the Archie plotline could just be lifted up out of this show and put somewhere else, and it wouldn't affect anything. And dude, I'm realizing it's, true. it's crazy. It's true. In the last few weeks, this has happened where we're like, oh, I guess we got to talk about fucking Archie. You know, is <laughs> damn boxing. Don't worry. Don't worry, Molly. He's never going to box ever again. You can't get him back in the been, ring. He's been boxing for like three weeks, and he's like, no, I can never box again. And everyone's like, you've got to box, Archie. You it's are what you do. the box. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I guess I, I used to do this thing for a while. Now I can't do it anymore because I killed a guy. Oh, this is my, and I, I mean, this was anybody could have called this. But last week I was like, Archie's going to feel so guilty that he killed this fucking guy. Oh, and of God. course... He's like, oh, I knew that he was on these drugs. I should have called the fight. And he conveniently stored the drugs that Mad Dog gave him in his locker, even though Archie is like, I don't do that stuff. Oh, so why did you fucking so throw why away you the, keep drugs, the drugs, you loser? Store them. Yeah, just keep them in your fucking gym that you started referring to in this episode as my gym, which <laughs> you don't own. It's fucking Hiram Lodge's gym. <laughs> I, but so then... If you guys haven't not, haven't seen the episode, so essentially he kills this dude in the last episode in the fight, and now 
of course, immediately, which also, I do love, are we throwing, number one, are we throwing G in the garbage? Does that weird zombie, mouth foamy drug, is that gone now, or do you think that that is here to stay? It seems like it's gone, except that there was the scene where uh, Randy's sister was like, oh, he started using drugs a long time ago. But as we know, there's only like two drugs in Riverdale, which are G. And then before that, there was Jingle. Maybe he was using Jingle Jangle when he was like a teen maybe or something. Maybe Jingle is, Jangle. We lost him to drugs a long time ago. But they did not mention G specifically. And I wonder why he doesn't have any parents. They made that very clear that he does, that this boy does not have parents. Maybe that's something to do with the farm. Maybe that's how they're going to be tying in. Maybe it's something that's like getting rid of parents and that kind of shit where it's like, I feel like, at this point, a lot of Riverdale teens barely have any guidance anymore. You know what I mean? Well, and I mean, not to jump right to it, but what do we find out at the end? But that we might have not one, but two main characters who soon will not have parents either or have lost parents are right? we talking are you talking about Hal? are we talking about Hal cooper right now i'm talking about Hal cooper and then i'm also talking about the fact that i had to do like several double takes and go read an article on the internet because i know that this is luke perry's last episode yes and yet when the episode ended there was no resolution about fred andrews no. and so i'm like what the fuck happened but we do get a disturbing piece of news about hal cooper at the end of this episode so apparently when you know she betty just used her favors with hiram lodge to move her from the real prison into the fake cover-up prison that hiram lodge is starting and in the interim there was an accident and no one survived there's no fucking way that Hal Cooper is dead. There's there's not even for a second. Like as Ronnie was saying it, I was like, bitch, stop lying to her. We all know he escaped. But also, why is... Do you think, though, that Veronica knows that it's a lie and is saying it? Like, is Veronica finally starting to be a double agent for Hiram that now that she's trying to quote unquote help Archie like I know that she still loves him but what if she's going to turn against all of them and be on Hiram's side interesting see I was not that skeptical of the news I was like oh no health dead <laughs> but I think you're probably right <laughs> and I mean right why would I mean he's a serial killer and they just want to transfer him to uh, a new not high secure not maximum security prison with windows everywhere um so they probably shouldn't transfer the serial killer not that i yeah. believe in the carceral system whatsoever but hal is probably an escape risk you know yeah he's definitely like, he he's told betty like you gotta get me out of here like there's no he's definitely escaped so now what is hal cooper going to do that he's going to return because again if you want anybody to be gone forever in Riverdale, you have to watch them die. That's it. That's the only way to get rid of them. Unless, what I was thinking, because I was so confused at the end of this episode, thinking that the last five minutes we would find out something about Fred Andrews, what if it was like a car accident involving Fred Andrews and like a truckload of prisoners, and they're just going to try to take care of it all in one, it and then that creates that. a plot line where both Betty and... Uh, Archie are dealing with you know having lost parents 
Well, because I was actually reading some interview because, it, of course, I got sucked into the article because it was like, like, listen to what KJ Appa has to say about the, uh, excuse me, KJ Appa. Uh, what KJ Appa <laughs> has to say about uh, how they're going to resolve Luke Perry's death. And in uh-huh. it, he said, well, like, well, you know, like now Luke, he's like now in the show, Fred Andrews had like left and like is out of Riverdale right now. So, of course, you know, Molly Ringwald is going to come back in. I was like, did I miss something in the episode that he left? But he didn't, right? No, the only thing that everyone kept, there's all these headlines misleading that are like, it's Luke Perry's last episode of Riverdale and it's heartbreaking. And I kept thinking there would be a plot line yes. about it, but there isn't. No. There's like one moment, which happens every time Fred and Archie are together, where Archie's like, Dad, what should I do? And and, and Fred's like, I don't know, son. And I guess that's the heartwarming moment where they like had a moment that they always have together. They always of have. Like, they're like, they're like, you know, father son relationship, but that's the last moment that we're, which is sad that was the last I moment know, that we see cute. Luke Perry. And it is very sad that, I mean, it's been so weird to watch this footage of Luke Perry from before he died. And so that part is sad, but I was just so, I was left so confused by the fact that there was no resolution with Fred Andrews and we know that there will be no more Luke Perry. And so I'm just afraid they're going to do some real stupid shit. Like, uh, Fred Andrews was driving the car that killed all the prisoners. Now yeah, he's dead. dead no, everybody's dead. <laughs> and that's it. Cause honestly they could, because they have to do something. They have to at least address it in some fashion. Yeah. Or I guess if he's out of town, does he, it's not like he goes with Gladys or something like right. Gladys is about to leave town for good and hide. Hopefully not for good. Cause hopefully she'll be back. There's no way that's for good either. She, she has to come back because Jelly Bean's there. She has to come back. Yeah, but there's but 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 there's been no setup for why Luke Perry would need to leave town, and obviously they would have to have him leave town, you know, forever. Yeah. But then we go back to uh, it's so ridiculous. <sighs> the Archie plotline with the boxing, and then like he gives the money to the to the the family of the boxer that he killed, even though technically it wasn't his fault. And then that's all fine. So don't worry, we don't have to watch another courtroom drama with Archie again because it was like if this is where this is going I swear to God Riverdale do not make me don't do this to me please I can't do this again but then Elio was really pushing that he's called the Riverdale Reaper which is what the last serial killer in Riverdale was called why? I thought the last serial killer was called uh, the Black Hood. No, there was another one since. Oh, that? I meant no, not the Black. Like before the Black Hood. Remember that like dude that Archie met in the truck oh. when they were like picking up the drugs for Penny Peabody, and that was the like yes. we think that that was the actual Riverdale Reaper. So why is oh. Elio pushing that? Like, is this a just something that like the writers didn't think about? Or does it mean more? Huh. You know that what I mean? Is that, yeah, I do. That's Was, a good question. I mean, maybe they're planting the seed. And we did see a scene between Elio and Hiram in the steam room, because they're always in the damn steam room, uh, where they're basically Hiram, of course, is like, yes, I'm willing to work with you again to conspire against Archie and Man, leave so, the boy alone, Hiram. <laughs> leave him alone. He's a kid. He's a kid. Good to bring it back. Good to have Hiram back in the saddle. I, love it. I, lo- I do it. I hate that when they were. I don't want to watch them get along. That's not why we yeah, watch the show. It was dumb. 
Yeah, it was it was dumb, and I knew it wouldn't last, and I knew Hiram had something up his sleeve. So great. I love Hi- Hiram Lodge is really just one of my favorite characters. It really is. Where it's just, I know, I, I feel like every episode I'm saying this about another person, because they're all my favorite characters, except for fucking fuckhead Archie and fuckhead Ricky, which I don't trust with my, within an inch of my life. But Hiram, now that he just swerves that boat around, man, it's like, yeah, no, no, I said I was good with them. <laughs> but Elio, Elio, mijo, I know that I'm not. That was terrible. I don't even know why. I, tri- <laughs> I don't know why I tried. Molly, there's no, I, I can't do, I, I can't even try to do an accent anymore. You know, that's not something I do. Um, but I'm very excited to watch Hiram go the fuck after dumb Archie, who I honestly at this point doesn't even deserve it. He's just too dumb to waste your time with, Hiram. I'm so glad Archie is so dumb, though, because of all the traumas he's experienced, I think somebody who had more awareness of his life would be really traumatized by like the fact that Archie has already faced a criminal trial and now once again thinks he killed somebody would be extremely triggering yes but he's just like uh i guess i'll just give her the money and that'll solve that problem (laughs) but then he goes to like confront elio about all this and like dude do you want to kill another person because I feel like now at this point I feel like he's been around so many people that have been killed and has been a part of it that it does almost seem like maybe this kid should go to jail maybe it's time and Elio and Hiram's conversation was trying to set up Archie to be like he has a dark side yeah and then you know it's like dark Betty like uh like you know, oh, Archie actually, the real, Ar- Hiram says, like, the real Archie Andrews is the one that almost killed you. Like, and, and and I don't think that that's true. We've never actually seen a real sinister side of Archie Andrews, other than the fact that he is, sometimes he gets tired of being mauled by bears constantly. Yeah. And gets just sick of this shit, you know. But, but Archie, I don't think, actually has a dark side the way that Betty does, but they're trying to, you know frame it like he does so maybe that's going to be a new plot line too of like bad bad archie you know you know what please especially if he loses his father oh molly please Mm. please 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 let that happen because then like um they have to do something they have to try and redeem archie's character in all of our eyes I don't know yeah. of anyone that likes what Archie does. You know what I mean? Like, let's switch it up. Yeah, and, and honestly, Dark Betty made me love Betty much more. Not first season Dark Betty, but later Dark yeah. Betty. Like, made me really like Betty a lot. I thought she made her a much more interesting character. Yeah. So they, it would not hurt them to make Archie a more interesting character. Yeah, that's great. Hell yeah. I really hope that's what... All right, we got to get out of here. We have to We have to stop talking about <laughs> Riverdale, which I, I feel like there's still so many more things because this episode... Really up there for me, guys. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, they're back. They're back in the saddle. Hyrum's back in the saddle. Riverdale's back in the saddle. And, I mean, we all know that uh, R.I.P. Fred Andrews is not back in the saddle. But we love him, and hopefully that at least we can get something positive out of his passing in life is that um, maybe we can get better plot lines for Archie. (laughs) So at least maybe there's that on the horizon. (laughs) At least there's that. You know, there's always Riverdale. Always that silver lining, guys. We love you so much. Thank you for joining us this week on uh, Season 3, Episode 19 of Fear the Reaper. 
Which, oh god, you're not the Reaper, Archie. You had one boxing fight, uh, but that's fine. This is, it, it was great, and thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. We're getting close to the end, Molly. I know, I know. We're getting close to the end of this season. But we're going to be there. We're going to be there until the bitter end. You're damn fucking straight. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.